0: the Bible Geek Podcast. This is Jay Cruz with another episode and this is episode 15 and we're going to talk about the end times. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. This Saturday. It's a beautiful day. Hopefully you guys are having a great day and today's subject is going to be on the end times. We're not going to get too deep into it, just gonna just share my my view on the matter or my view on the subject and um answer the question are we Indian times? Is it the season, right? Are we close? Well, first what I would like to do is I would like to start by saying that there's a reason for the Great Tribulation, right? There's a reason. It isn't like the Great Tribulation is just God just unloading his punishment on a Christ, uh, rejecting world. Um, the reason the great tribulation is going to go on is number one for the salvation of his people, right? Um, I mean by Israel, the remnant and to try to get folks to repent and turn to God. So it isn't like other folks think or believe like The great tribulation is just a time for the church to show God how much they love him and that they're willing to die for him and blah, 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 blah. That's not even biblical. Okay. Persecution has been going on since Jesus died. Since Jesus died, the church has been persecuted. All of the apostles were martyred. Um, There are people out there in the Middle East right now losing their lives over the belief or their belief in Jesus Christ okay so as far as the church being persecuted it is nothing new okay um are they being heavily persecuted like throughout the whole entire world no not yet but we all know that it's coming right um but you have folks that believe in three different uh rapture theories or three different timelines of the rapture at least the three most important ones that most people believe because there are more than that but there's the pre-trip right there's the mid-trip and there's the post-trip um the rapture of the church is an imminent event which means that it can happen at any time um you wouldn't have any specific prophecy that needs to be fulfilled i mean all of the prophecies have already been been fulfilled and really, there's nothing needed for God to just say to the church, "Come on up." But I'm gonna share with you what I feel is a super sign for me, like a like if 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 this uh, happens, you can be sure that it's gonna it's gonna happen, right? The, the great the the preacher rapture will happen, the great tribulation will happen. I'm not gonna talk about mid trip or post trip because. Not that I don't know what they believe. I know what they believe. As a matter of fact, I used to consider believing post-trip until um, I studied it a little bit more deeper. And it just doesn't add up. Okay. It just doesn't add up. And I'm going to tell you why I believe in the pre-trip. Um, the pre-trip folks believe that there are things that will happen because God has set it up that way. Right. He set it up so that it ha- happens specifically the way it's supposed to happen. And what do I mean by that? That the church, I do apologize. That's my computer. Um, the church has to be removed so that God could work with his people. Okay. Because the church is not destined for wrath. And what do I mean by that? The church is not destined for wrath, meaning that when God pours down his wrath, it, the church won't be here to see that. They'll be in heaven. They'll see it from a different angle. They'll see it um, from, from being in heaven, right? Why? Because let me just kind of give you a quick little timeline of what we believe, okay? <clears throat> so what we believe is that the pre-trip uh, rapture will happen, right? The church will... Left it up, right? They'll be taken to the marriage supper of the lamb. And then there'll be seven years of what they call the great tribulation, right? That's when the Antichrist sets up his kingdom, has a short amount of time to reign. And that's when his eyes will be um, on God's people, Israel, right? To destroy them. He wants to destroy them. Remember, Um, if he destroys them, he feels, if the devil destroys them, he feels that he can thwart God's plans. Okay. Um, but he's not going to succeed. All right. He's not going to succeed. And once that happens, then Jesus Christ returns with all of his saints, right? He'll return with, with all of those who believe and he'll set up his, what they call the millennial kingdom, right? And in the millennial kingdom, there'll be like a thousand years of peace, blessings. Jesus will be reigning and ruling um, as promised, okay, um, in Jerusalem. And then after a thousand years, the devil will be, after being, um, after the devil was already in prison, he'll be let go again. And he'll deceive the nations throughout the world. And they'll come against Jesus. And Jesus will finally destroy them. And then there'll be like a new heavens and new earth, okay. Um. So that's what we believe. You see how there's like a uh, rhythm to that, right? See how there's rhythm to, to what we believe. We A, B, C, this is why this is happening. When you ask a post person, their their only thing is, yeah, we're just going to be persecuted. And I get it because they see when Jesus talks to the Jews of his day, they see basically how... Parts of the Bible says that the saints will be surrounded. Um, uh, they'll be persecuted. They'll be saint. So they see the word saint and they think that that's the church, because they believe that no one can be saved. They believe that no one can be saved during the Great Tribulation, right? Uh, other folks, right? They just it make it make it about the church and they exclude God's people out of it. You know what I mean? That's like. It's all about the church. So we're throwing the church. Um we, we have the, the 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 church bucket and we're just throwing all the scriptures and we're just kind of just saying, hey, all these scriptures apply to the church alone. And it doesn't. Okay, that's why you gotta rightly divide God's word. Okay, because you got the Jewish people, God's people, and then you got those that he that that are saved that believe in Jesus Christ. Um Uh, The church can't become Israel But the Israel can become the church As a matter of fact Jews started the church Christianity came from Jews Didn't come from Gentiles Okay And it wasn't until Paul was sent to the Gentiles To preach to the Gentiles That the Gentiles were able to come in and be grafted in Okay So the scriptures are not About Gentile people Or Gentile churches It has to do with God is people and um the salvation of the world and all those who are in it, and they're given an opportunity and they're given a chance to either believe or not to believe, or matter, matter as a matter of fact, it's not even to just to believe, to receive and believe, right? To believe and receive. Alright. So what I want to do is I'm gonna read some scripture, and this is not even gonna be a long podcast. Um, Let me just kind of do a quick uh, overview of it and just kind of close out real quick. And I want to start out with Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 7. And listen to what is being said by Jeremiah. Allows for that day is great. That's the great tribulation. So that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble. Notice how it doesn't save the church's trouble. has nothing to do with the church. But he shall be saved out of it. So we see that there's going to be a great time. There's nothing like it. Um, And it's a time for God. It's a time of trouble for God's people. And yet God is going to save them, right? Jesus is going to return. And Jesus is going to save his people, right? So I want to read... other scripture well the verse is here one second and i think me personally like a super sign for me is the third temple the third jewish temple is the super sign so when they say that they're going to build it on a certain day and they're going to start building it yeah then we're definitely close with definitely um in the season Um, Now, do I think that we're in the season now. I think that things, what we're starting to see is birth pains. We're starting to see things speed up, right? We're starting to see things increase, like lawlessness and and all types of crazy stuff, right? But listen to what Daniel says, right? In Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, he says, And he, that's the Antichrist, shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. One week is seven years, biblically. Okay, that's seven years. So think about it, right? The Great Tribulation is for seven years, right? Even though some people believe that the great tribulation doesn't really get, um, tough until like the last three and a half, which I don't know, that can be debated. And in the midst of the week, check it out. And this is why they think this. And in the midst of the week, he shall cause sacrifice and the oblation to cease. And for the overspreading of abominations, he shall make it desolate, even until the consummation and that determined shall be poured upon the desolate. So, the, he's gonna, so he's gonna confirm a covenant. There's gonna be peace. The Jews are gonna be allowed to do the sacrifices. Um, within that three and a half years, right? The first three and a half years, after the three, first three and a half years, he's gonna say, you know what? That's enough. You guys can't do that anymore. I'm God, worship me. And the Jews are gonna head for the hills. Now, a lot of Jews are gonna believe him, right? Cause they don't think that he's the Messiah. Um, and then there's going to be the, those who are saints, right? Who are believers in Jesus, who come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ during the great tribulation. Um, they will head for the hills. Okay. And God will protect them. And it's okay. The enemy can know where they're at. It doesn't matter because they're not going to be able to hurt. Uh, he's not going to be able to touch them. Okay. Because God says that he's going to protect them. So that is a super sign for me. That third temple. When I see that being built, or or they said they set a date to start building that. I'm like, you know what? The rapture is about to take place. All right, and then Jesus says, "Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming in an hour you do not expect." Okay, his return is imminent. Okay, but think about it. Think about it. We just read Daniel chapter nine twenty-seven. Didn't we just read that? After the first three and a half years, the the, the Antichrist is going to say, hey, no more sacrifices. So that leaves us with another three and a half years left to the great tribulation is over and Jesus comes. So that cannot be imminent. That is not imminent because you know that once the three and a half years are up, Jesus is here. Point blank. He's here. So that's not imminent. So how can you say be ready? You don't know when that when when Jesus is returning. But yet, there's a timeline of the last three and a half years, once you see that he breaks the covenant, there's only three and a half years left. So with the with the rapture, with the pre-rapture theory, you got imminency, right? No one knows, right? No one knows when it's happened. No, no one knows when that event's going to take place. But of course, you know when Jesus is going to return. He's going to return three and a half years after the covenant is broken. See? See what I'm saying? So um and then of course, you know, there's there's a lot spoken about how um like in first Timothy chapter 4 verse 1, and you see this now. Now the spirit expressly says that in later times some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teaching the demons. We're starting to see that now. We're starting to see a bunch of people in the US you know, throughout the world. Right? They're embracing something else. They're not embracing Jesus Christ anymore. They're into other things. New age, um, self-love, whatever. I mean, you, you name it that they're into other stuff. So they're leaving Jesus to go ahead and build their own kingdoms, build their own towers, and then become rulers and kings and queens of their own lives. Okay. Um and I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna just relate it too much. Uh, let's see. Let's see. In Luke chapter, Luke chapter 21, verse 36 says, but stay awake at all times. That means, you know, don't, don't fall asleep. What I, what it means is, um, don't, um, stay, staying awake means like spiritually awake. It doesn't mean like physically awake. It means spiritually awake. Praying that you may have strength to escape all things that are going to co- uh, take place and to stand before the son of man. All right. So in this verse, He's saying, Pray that you escape. Right here it says, Pray that this wording in this Bible says, Pray that you have strength. Right? Listen, let's look how slick this is. It says, Praying that you may have strength to escape all these things. The reason this person has it in in this version of the Bible, this is not in the KGB version. Watch, let me let me show you right now. So, Luke chapter 21, verse 36. guys can hear me typing. (laughs) Okay. Let's take a look at it. Let's take a look at it. All right. So it says in one, and and this is, this is more, this is, you got to, you got to watch it. There's some, some, some post-trip folks. They read what I just read, right? They read what I just read. Look how slick it is. Okay. I'm going to read two of the same verses. Once one is from the KGV and the other one's from a different version. Okay. Now watch this. Watch this. In the other version, it says, but stay awake at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape. Of course, you're going to think you're going to go to, to the great tribulation. It's saying, it's saying, make sure that you pray and that you may have strength to escape. So now it's dependent upon you having the strength to be able to endure the great tribulation. But that's not what it says in the KGB. Listen to what it says in the KGB. It says in Luke chapter 21, verse 36, the KGB. Says, watch ye therefore and pray always, that ye may be accounted worthy, not to have strength, worthy to escape all these things that should come to pass, and stand before the Son of Man. See the difference. Pray, pray that you have strength, but in the KJV, saying pray that you are counted worthy. Why are you praying that you are counted worthy? Because if you pray that you are counted worthy, you will be raptured before the great tribulation hits. But if you pray that you have strength, that means you're saying, okay, God, give me the strength to get and go through this great tribulation. I take the KGV version over that other version because this makes sense. It doesn't make sense um, for the church to go through the great tribulation, it really doesn't. It doesn't, and the Bible doesn't teach that it does. So, forget what I think. The Bible doesn't teach that. It teaches that you should pray to you for you to be accounted worthy to escape all these things. In order for you to escape all these things, you can't be on this earth. When you are going to escape from one situation and remove yourself out of a situation, you have to get out of that situation. You have to be removed from what's going on in there. That's how you escape because you can't say you escaped if you're in that situation, if you get what I'm saying, okay? So say for instance, I'm on an island and the island is sinking, right? And next thing you know, I need to escape. How can I escape if I'm still on that island? I'm not escaped. I'm still on that island that's sinking, if you get what I'm saying. So if a helicopter comes and picks me up or a boat comes, comes by and picks me up, then I have escaped. I truly have escaped. But if I'm still on the island, I haven't escaped. So that's just kind of like the simple logic to it. Okay. Um, I'm going to read one last one. We're going to close. Okay. Um, I have another podcast I have to do, and so I'm just kind of keeping these short. (laughs) Um, So it says in Revelation chapter 3, verse 10, it says, because you have kept my word about patient endurance, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world to try those who dwell on the earth. Do you hear that? It says, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole earth. There's an hour of trial that's coming on the whole earth. And if you're on the earth during that hour, you're not being kept from it. In order for you to be kept from it, you have to be removed. So uh, I, believe the, I, I believe in the great tribulation. I believe in the pre-trib. I'm sorry. I believe in the pre-trib. Um, because it it's laid out biblically it's laid out church gets removed antichrist um is 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 on this earth he he makes a covenant with god's people um right he makes a covenant with god's people um he breaks the covenant three and a half years he forces them they don't want to he tries to destroy them tries to kill them jesus makes it back in time to save them okay um and that's pretty good. It's simple, but if you go post strip, I'm gonna tell you two things about post strip. If you go post strip, what you basically have is them saying, Well, we don't care about Israel. The Bible doesn't even talk about Israel. It's all about the church. We're gonna be persecuted. Uh, you know, we're just gonna stand and die for God, as if God doesn't even, doesn't know who loves Him or doesn't love Him." Um, and and then and then and then you know Jesus will come back. And then we'll be raptured, but then we'll return. We'll do a U-turn, right? We'll go up and do a U-turn and come back down. And then when he comes back down, oddly, right, he finds sheep and goats. Here's what I don't get about the Postscript. Okay. And I know they make a lot of excuses for what I'm about to say. Sheep has always been people who believe in Jesus. When when the Bible talks about sheep, it's talking about believers in Jesus Christ. If you're raptured in post trip, right, and all the sheep are removed, then you're left with goats, right? Goats those are the only things that are those are the only ones that are on on the earth. So how is it that when you return with Jesus? Jesus finds more sheep on the earth because it says clearly, it says, here, I'm, I'm going to pull it up for you. I'm going to pull it up for you. Watch. I should have had this ready. <sighs> All right. Let's 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 take a look here. I'm sorry. I may have to cut this out a little bit, but... Um, Here we go. <clears throat> here we go. I think I, I think I found it here. I think I found it. Then it says, right? <clears throat> it says in Matthew uh, chapter twenty-five, verse thirty-two to thirty-three. But I'm going to read it all the way through forty, okay? It says, when Jesus returned, right? So remember, post trip believers, right? Believe that they're going to go up, come back, but some way, somehow. There's still sheep on the earth. It's it's strange. It's weird. Um, and he says, All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them, one from another, as shepherds divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep, the faithful nations, on his right hand, with the goats, unfaithful servants, on the left. Um. Really, it's, it, it's the wording here is off. You see what I'm telling you? It should be not the faithful nations, but those who believe in Jesus and not the unfaithful servants. It should be those who rejected Jesus because there's only two options. Believe or don't believe. Then it says, uh, in chap- uh, Matthew chapter 25, verse 34 through 40, it says, Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Okay. And there's a lot of ways that you can view this. All right, you can view this in a way... Where If you help a Christian Right You have did a service to God Right Because you're helping his people But But There's another way of looking at this too Don't get it I was going to say don't get it twisted <laughs> But look at this You can also view it as Helping Israel Helping Israel Helping his people That's another way of viewing it, all right? Be kind to one another. Help one another because you're doing this to God. What you do to other folks, you're not just doing it to any other person, regardless if they're believers or not. You're doing it to God. Remember that. So if you try to hurt somebody, you're doing it to God. If you're trying to, you know, whatever you're trying to do, you're doing it to God. Just remember that, all right? Anyway, with that being said, um, that's my reasons for the pre-trip. I am a pre-trip believer. Um, That's what Really That's the only thing That makes sense Okay And um, Knowing the time Of the other rapture Is not salvific So I don't lose my mind over it I don't Go crazy If somebody believes in post trip. That's fine with me Like That's Listen You're not gonna lose your salvation for that And I'm not gonna lose my salvation For what I believe Because it's not salvific Alright We both believe in Jesus Christ We both believe that he died for our sins Anyway With that being said I hope you guys have a great Saturday Hope you guys are blessed mas